Right. Good evening. Hope all of you are doing well. Tonight we're going to be learning Maseches Yuma, Daf, Samech, Dalid. A clean sugya and far less complicated than last night's Gemara, Baruch Hashem. Um, and before we look at our Gemara on Samech Dalid, I would just uh, ask that you join me on the bottom of Samech Bezim Aleph at the beginning of the new parak. This new parak is called Shnei Si'irei. And at the end of that Mishnah, I should say in the middle of that Mishnah, we had a line. Uh, we were talking about what happens if the animals, if uh, one of the Shnei Si'irim die. So if you look in the middle of that Mishnah, it says, if after the goral is done, one of the animals dies, so how do you solve that problem? So the Mishnah there recommended, bring another two si'irim. So your first two, one of them died, so only one remains. Bring another two, total of four, one dead. Now bring another two, fine. Uh, and then what do you do? Look five lines from the bottom. The the one that's left over from the hagrala, it's yire adshi yistaev. It's yire adshi yistaev. He says that that second one should go into the. Uh, it just basically wait out its life until it gets a moon. But we don't know. We don't know which second one. We had animal one and animal two. Sir Lashem, Sir Lazazel. One of them died. So then we said, fine, dead one, live one. Get another healthy pair and do the goro. Whatever was missing, we use. But then the second one we we throw out. We just let it graze. What, which from which pair are we doing the second one? This is a machlokas in the Amoraim. <clears throat> and this brings us to the top of Samachdalat Amaralif at the two dots five lines down. So Im shall may Im shall if the one that that died was of the uh, was the Seir Lashem. So then Zesha Allah Allah Vikhule referencing our Mishnah about that second animal. What do we do with it? So says the Gemara. Omar Rav, he says. Shani Shebizug Rishon Yikrav, the second animal of the first pair, namely the remaining living animal, that is the one that gets to be Karev, and Shani Shebizug Shani Yireh, and of the new pair that you came to bring together Behagrala to replace the missing one, so that one is Yirachi Yisai, that's what our Mishnah meant. However, Rav Yochanan sharply disagrees. Rav Yochanan says, Amar, Shani Shebezug Rishon Yireh, the opposite. The second animal of the first pair, meaning the remaining living one, doesn't get karev, it has to live out its life grazing until it gets a mum. And Shani Shebezug Shani Yikrav. And the animal from the second pair drops into the first pair and is actually karev. It's part of the part of the Avod on Yom Kippur. So what is this Machlokas? About nine lines down or so, what are Rav and Rav Yochanan arguing about? Says the Gemara very cleanly, Rav Savar that when an animal is alive, it cannot be Nidach. What does this mean that it can't be Nidach? It can't be closed out of a Korban? It means as follows. We had our Zug. We had our Shnei Seirim. Both were healthy. One of them died. The remaining one is not, it cannot be nidcha. You can't cancel out the remaining one. There's nothing wrong with that animal. The fact that it was appointed behagrala to be either the seer la Hashem or the seer la zazel, that's fine. But it does not mean, and it should not mean, that it gets excluded from a korban because it's part, it's like oil rasha oil shcheno. No, not oil rasha oil shcheno. Because Rav holds ba'alechaim e'nonidachim, if the animal's alive, and there's nothing wrong with the animal. There's no reason why it can't be karev. If it's alive, it cannot be pushed out of the uh, out of being a korban. The Rav Yochanan Savar Baal he argues that yes, it can be poisoned. It's just a, the well is poisoned by its partner, and because one its partner Seir died, therefore this one is nidachin. My time of the Rav. 
Why is it that Rav holds that when it comes to uh, why is it that Rav holds? What does Rav hold? Why is it that Rav holds that Baal Echaim are Enonidachin, that an animal that is, uh, that is all well and healthy cannot be pushed off just because its partner died? So it says the Gemara, uh, we're going to hear two answers here. The first will be rejected. The first is the Yalif Mi Zman. Maybe, says the Gemara, that Rav learns, learns his opinion, the Baal Echaim. And maybe he learns that from Mechusar Zman. Yesterday we referenced this sugya of Mechusar Zman. Mechusar Zman is a halachic issue when an animal is not yet old enough to be kariv. It's less than eight days old. Says the Gemara, how, how would this svara work? Mechusar Zman, gav Right now, the animal is not fit for anything because it's too young. But when it does get old enough, when it's nine days old, when it's 10 days old, it can be kariv. So what do we see? What's the comparison here with the, between the um, what the Gemara calls and this new case of Mechusar Zman? So it says the Gemara, there's a time when it's good and a time when it's not good. So by the by our case, there's a time when it's good. That's before the animal, before its partner died. Now that its partner died, now it's not good. And the same is true by Mechus Arzman. There's a time when it's not good, which is before the animal turns uh, eight days old. And there's a time when it is good, which is after the animal is that old. So it says the Gemara, no way. One third of the way down. Me dummy. Can you really compare the case, these two cases together? The case of Baalei Chaim Nidachin and the case of Mechus Arzman. Hasam, over there, by the case of Mechusar Zman, that case is lo ischazi klal. That animal is a total zero. If you do shechita on an animal that's five days old, it's like doing on a bris on a baby that's, that's five days old. It's a zero. Cut its toenails. It has the same halachic ramifications. It is not a bris. Here too, it is not a korban. So says the Gemara, when we're talking about Mechusar Zman, the animal before that age of eight days old is nothing. And hacha, but here, in our case, it's Nirev and Nidche. First, when the two animals were alive, both animals were perfect. Only now that its partner, Seir, died, does it become problematic. And therefore, apples and oranges. These two cases cannot be compared. Ella, therefore, what then is the reason why Rav holds that an animal that's alive cannot be excluded just because its partner in crime died. Says the Gemara, what is his rationale? What's his precedent for this idea? Because he learns out from the halachic sugya of a balmum over. A balmum over is an animal that has a blemish, but it's a temporary blemish. It will pop up and then it will go away. But while it's a blemish, it cannot be used. So says the Gemara, what's the Svara here? How does Rav articulate the comparison between Baal Echaim Enonidachin and between the case of, um, of Balmum Over? So says the Gemara, Balmum Over, when it comes to an animal that has a temporary, when it comes to an animal that has a temporary blemish, Lava Falgav, isn't it the case to Lochazi Hashta that right now it's not okay because right now it has a moon, but Kihadar Michzi Shapir Dami, but when the animal heals from its temporary uh, wound, so then from its blemish, then it's fine. Then we should say the same exact thing over here. And that Gemara, the Gemara then accepts this as Rob's reason. So let's summarize. We have a machlokas when we have a pair of animals, the shnei seirim, and unfortunately one of the one of them dies. So then the halacha is we bring a second pair, and whichever one is missing is the one that gets replaced. But which which pair do we use? Do we use the two on the top 
or do we do we use both of the replacement animals or do we use the one that's missing and we drop it down with its pair from the original so we have one original and one new so that's a machlokes rav and rav yochanan and rav's opinion he says the reason why Rav says that the uh, the animal that is Yiraachi Yistayv is the one from the new is because of this principle that he says of Baalei Chaim Einon Nidah. Oh, uh, Matty, here, you want to explain? from Balmum Maddie? Over. That brings us to the halfway point on the page. It says the Gemara, Balmum Over can come back into the into play. It's like when a player like twists his ankle, he gets benched for a couple of minutes. And when he feels like he's strong enough, if he's strong enough, he'll come back into the game. So the Gemara says, How do we know that a Balmum Over, that an animal that has a temporary blemish can be called back into play? Who says? Maybe once he has a blemish of any kind, even if it's temporary, maybe we should assume he is now out of the running to be uh, to be brought to the Mizbeach. So it says the Gemara, That's what the Pasuk says, that there's a mum bum. What does that mean? Mum bum hu ratsu. When there's a mum in the animal, that's when it's not ratsui. That's when it should not be included on the Mizbeach. But ha'avar muman ye ratsu. But when and if, the um, the moom of this animal, the blemish of the animal disappears, then Yeratsu, then it can then be considered acceptable for the Beis HaMikdash, for the Mizbeach. So if that's true, says the Gemara, now we have a very strong Pasuk, a very strong Drasha and a Brisa. Um, doesn't say it's a Brisa actually, but we do have a Drasha that indicates that, that Rav is right, that the Balmum over can be brought back in. And if the Balmum uh, over can be brought back in, then really Rav Yochanan should agree with Rav because Rav's Mari Makom is beautiful. So says the Gemara of Rav Yochanan. So when, when we see these dialogues, basically every time we see it, the next person's name, it says, what are you going to do with this problem? Rav Yochanan, what are you going to do about the drasha? So Rav Yochanan answers as follows. You're right, mi'ed rachmana, but mi'ed rachmana bahem. The Torah specifically only included the following. It included the world of Balmum over, that it can be taken out of play and be brought, be brought back into play. Only there by Balmum over can it be brought back in because that's what the Pasuk was talking about. But in any other case where an animal was was pushed out of being eligible for Hakrava, once the animal's kicked out, the animal's kicked out. And therefore, Rav Yochanan now is an excellent svar because he says the word bahem teaches me that, Rav, you said that the Balmum over brought out of play, brought back into play. So therefore, in our case, we should say like Rav holds, says Rav Yochanan, no, the Gemara says, the, the Pasuk says the word bahem. And because the Pasuk says the word bahem, so because it says bahem, so therefore, no, Rav, this only applies to your world of Balmum over, but it doesn't apply anywhere else. So then says the Gemara of Rav, what is, what's Rav going to do with that? What does Rav do with the word Bahem? So it says Rav, Hahu Bahem, that word Bahem is Be'inaihuhu Delo Mirtu. It, it, in and of itself, the Balmum Over, if it was already shechted, cannot be brought. However, Ha'al Yudei Ta'arobes Mirtu. But if the body parts were mixed up with, uh, if the Balmum Over body parts were mixed up with regular body parts of an animal that is a Tamim, then all is well. Kedetran, halfway down, a little bit more than halfway down, Samachdal Ramadalev. What does the Mishnah write? 
if you have a mixture of evarim tamimim be'evarim ba'ale mumim, you have a mixture of limbs of animals that were tamim, no blemishes, and it's mixed with limbs that have blemishes, machlokis in the Tanaim. Rabbi Eliezer Omerim Karev Haroshal Echad Mehen Yakrivu Kol Haroshen Kulan, that if you have one head of an animal, you can bring all the heads of the animal, a mixture of those which are tamimim and those which are ba'ale mumim. Kirav Shalechad Mehen, if you have one foot of one of the animals, and Yakrivu Kol Akrem Kulan, then you can bring a mixture of all of the feet. Chachamim Omerim Afilu Karvu Kulan Chutz Me'echad Mehen, no matter what, everything is going to get burnt. So the first shita that we just learned, Rabbi Eliezer, is like Rav. Rav says, what does the word Bahem teach us? Rav says that the word Bahem teaches us that you are allowed to take a mixture of parts of an animal that are tamim and parts of an animal that are bale mum and mix them together. That's what the word Bahem was used for in the Pasuk. And therefore, the word Bahem cannot be used as Rav Yochanan used it, which was to say that the whole idea of bale mum and over coming back into play was, uh, was only true by Bali Mumin Over because you can't say that anymore because of the word Bahem. So then the Idach, last short line on Samachtal Ramadal, the Idach, you, Rabbi Yochanan, what then do you do with this drasha? So it says the Gemara, naf, the Gemara, Nafkale, uh, Mi Bam and Bahem. He makes, he, he, he agrees to that distinction. He agrees to what Rav was teaching in the name of Rabbi Eliezer, that we are allowed to mix the body parts of Evarim Tamimin and Evarim Balimumin, but it's not from the word Bahem. It's from the letter Hey in the word Bahem. It's not the whole word. And the letter Hey is Bam. It just could have said Bam, Mi Bam Bahem, because there's an extra letter. So therefore, we are able to learn it from there. And therefore, the word as a whole is available for the Drasha to teach that only when it comes to Balmum Over can a Balmum Over be taken out of play and be brought back in. And that is how he gets out of this problem. V'idach, you, Rav, okay, he's got a good answer. Rav Yochanan is doing good. So how do you get out of this? V'idach, first of the long lines, v'am bahem lo darish. That's not the type of drasha that Rav, would, that Rav would make. He doesn't believe that the letter He was extraneous in the Torah, and he therefore will not make a drasha. So what do we see from here? Summarizing and distilling what we've learned in this section of the Gemara. We had asked, how do we know that a Balmum Ober could be precedent for our case of Baal Mumen Einan Nidachin? So Rav said, the reason why I know that is because of the Pasuk. And in short, the Drasha matches. Rav is able to navigate the dialogue with Rav Yochanan in order to figure out how the Pesukim work just so perfectly that we end up saying that Baal Mumen Ober are the, the perfect example. They are the precedent in the Torah of an animal that's taken out of play and brought back in. The same would be true by our case of Baal Lechaim Einan Nidachin, that when the two animals were behagral and one died, so the one that is alive can't be brought till it has its match. So it's out of play till it gets its match and then it can be brought back in. That is the shita of Ra. But then the Gemara asks a really great question. It's, a, it's a, a, just a very logical question. Now, Rav, if you look at Rav Shita, Rav Shita is five lines down from the top of the page. What did Rav say? Rav said that the animal that goes out into, um, that goes out into uh, to graze until it gets a moom was the second animal of the new pair that was brought to replace the dead animal. So we had the two animals that were initially brought, brought by Hagrala and one died. Then we brought a new pair, the substitute pair. So you're going to take one from there to replace the missing one. The other one, that, that other one from the new pair, that one goes out to be Mistaev. And what was Rav's answer? It has to go out to graze because we hold the Bali Chaim Einanidachin, because you're not allowed to throw out the first one. So it's the ask the Gemara as follows. Ula Rav, I don't understand. First of the long lines. Nihinami, I really do. I get it, says the Gemara, the Bali Mumen Einanidachin. 
I understand that Baal Mumin Enani Dachin, and therefore, in the original pair of the Seirim, when one of the animals die, the other one doesn't necessarily get excluded. But it also doesn't have to be that animal. Oh, it's just, you're just saying that it's one of the options. Says the Gemara, Iboi Hai Nakriv, Iboi Hai Nakriv. It's not mukhrach that it has to be this animal, which is behakrava, that the animal from the first pair is behakrava, and the animal from the second pair, the replacement pair, is yirashis type. Could be either animal. All Rav's answer does is it frees up both animals to either be behakrava or yirashis type. So the Gemara says, how did Rav choose? And now we're going to see a Gemara we're familiar with. Amar Rava, Rav savar lakirav yosi da'amar mitzvah berishon. You're right, you are correct when it comes to the svar that Rav gave about Bali Chaim Dachin. And therefore, the only alive animal from the first pair can be used, but it doesn't have to be used. You're right, it could have been the other animal as well. Why then did Rav pick that the first animal, the only living animal from the first pair, should be brought? Because he holds mitzvah berishon, that once an animal is identified for a mitzvah, that is when that animal should, should forever be used unless otherwise noted. And because according to Rab, because the animal is eligible, therefore we, we couple that with this halacha of mitzvah berishon, and therefore that is the animal that is brought to Hakrava, the remaining living animal from the first, uh, from the first set of animals from the Gora. So this is a, an idea we learned before in the name of Rav Yossi, and the Gemara, until the end of the page, is going to repeat the same dialogue we saw a few blot ago. Hey, Rav Yossi, which opinion of Rav Yossi is the Marimakum from which we learn that it's mitzvah berishom? You want to say mitzvah berishom? That's great. Okay. So therefore, we're going to use the remaining living animal from the first pair. What, give me a Marimakum. How do we know that this is true? So Inema, if you want to say that it's Rav Yossi de Kupos, that it's the Rav Yossi from the Mishnah that speaks about the Kupos, the buckets that were inside a special lishka that held the coins of the... Um, um, of the Chatsi Shekel, and it's none. What is the Mishnah right there? Fourth line of the wide lines. Shalosh Kupos shall Shalosh Shalosh Sain, Shabahen Tormanes Alishka, because of Elaine Alf Beis Gimel. We said there were three large containers in this room. Each of them were, were filled with coins, uh, the Chatsi um, Shekel. And it said on them Aleph Beis and Gimel. Uh, the first one said Aleph, of course, and then Beis and Gimel to identify which box. Vitanya. And the Brysa writes in regards to this Mishnah, it says in the name of Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi says, why did we need to, to write on the boxes? Just go in and take the coins. Why did we have to identify which box was which? So says the Gemara, So maybe we should say that Rav, who specifically identified that the first animal that was available should be karev and not from the second pair, the remaining living one from the first pair and neither from the second pair. Maybe we should say that the marimakum to support this idea is this mission about the kupos, the mitzvah berishona. So it says the Gemara lavdafka. Dilma shiny Maybe that case is different because to be eaten di kamaisa Maybe only the first ones were really fit to be used. Only the first ones had coins in it. Maybe the second ones didn't have them yet for whatever the reason, a whole host of reasons. But maybe the first one the first Aleph, the Aleph box was ready to be used and the base wasn't ready. So it's not because of Mitzvah Berishon. It was a logistical issue as to why we took up the, the box that said Aleph instead of base. Therefore, the Gemara says, you're right. Three lines from the bottom. It must therefore be that the source that Rav Yossi uses to indicate that we hold Mitzvah Berishona is as follows. Ella, it must be Rav Yossi de Pesach. The Tanya, the Brisa writes, a person separates out an animal for his Korban Pesach and then unfortunately he loses the animal. 
and then he separates another animal. So he had a Korban Pesach 1 and he lost it. He purchased Korban Pesach 2. Then then he found Korban Pesach 1. Now he's stuck. He's got two animals. He's got two both animals in front of him. So what should he do? Which animal is Karev? The first sheet in the Mishnah, in this Brisa, excuse me, that's the sheet of the Chachamim you can pick. It doesn't make a difference. Either one you'll be Yotze. But Rabbi Yossi doesn't hold that way, and this is the sheet that we're looking for. Rabbi Yossi, Omer, Mitzvah Berishon, explicitly, that we have a Mitzvah to bring the first one. So that's the animal that you initially purchased but lost and found again. That animal is the one that's Karev. However, even Rabbi Yossi does have a caveat. Ve'im, top of Samach Dalaram and Beis. We're going to go until three, four lines uh, before the end of the page. Ve'im hoya hasheni muvchar mimenu yevienu. However, if the animal, the replacement animal of the Korban Pesach was nicer, so then under those circumstances, you're allowed to bring that one. However, it is mitzvah berishona. So what do we see from here? We had asked a question against Rav. According to Rav, world's ba'alei chayim Therefore, Either of the two animals that, that are that can be used. It could either be the only living one from the first pair or its component in the second pair. It could be either one. Your, your principle of Baal Chaim Einan, that they're Einan Nidachin, all that does is free up both animals to be candidates. So why then did, um, did Rav say it should be the first animal? The answer is because he holds like Rav Yossi, Mitzvah Berishona. What is the Mari Makom that, that supports Rav Yossi Shita? That is this Brisa that we just learned from uh, Maseches Psachim, that if um, that if you lose an animal and then you uh, replace it, and then you find the one you lost, that the initial one is given because Mitzvah Berishona. Says the Gemara on the top of Samach Dalad, who's right? Achlokas Rav and Rav Yochanan, who's right? So here we have a bit of a problem. Amar Rava, Deka Masnisen Kavase de Rav, our Mishnah seems to indicate, like the opinion of Rav, and the Brisa seems to support Rav Yochanan. Let's just pause for a second. Over the course of our learning, we often distinguish between a Brisa and a Tosefta and a Mishnah. And there's a reason for that. And that is because there's a pecking order. A Mishnah has, they're both equals in regards to arguing from one another. They're equals in that way. They're side to side, they're lateral. However, when it comes to Psak Halacha, if you have a case like this, where a brisa supports one opinion and a Mishnah supports another, and that's all you have, we would paskin like the Mishnah over the brisa. That's why this Gemara is very important to show this distinction and why in our shir we often distinguish between them because when it comes to Psak Halacha, there needs to be a rank in regards to which sources in the Tanaim which one is more precious than the other? Let's learn this. Uh, learn this out. So it says the Gemara third line must Nisan Rav. Our Mishnah is like the opinion of Rav Dikatani. What does it say in our Mishnah? Let's just look at the the Pashat language of our Mishnah. You can look back in our Mishnah or right here. Samach Beis Amaralaf is where the Mishnah is. Samach Aleph. I can't remember where it's a couple of blot ago. Im shall shame Mace if. Of the two animals that were in the Goral, the one that is shall shame Mace, the one that is uh, the Seir la Hashem. So then, look at the language. Then when we, when we bring the replacement pair, it is replaced. What does that seem to imply? That we just drop in the Seir Lashem down and you're good to go. And what did Rav hold? That the Shani, the, the match of the replacement, the remaining one, that's the one that's Yirad Shistayv. The Idach the other animal, whatever, it just lives out its life. So our Mishnah seems to be Meduyak, like the opinion of Rav. Brisa. However, when it comes to the brisa, that's kavase de Rav Yochanan. 
How is how so? What does the Brisa say? Well, the Brisa is very, very, very explicit. The Katani, the Brisa says Shani. When our Mishnah says Shani, what does it mean, Shani? I don't know when you say Shani that it goes out to, you know, to be, uh, to be rowed, to graze. I don't know if you're talking about the second animal of the first pair or which animal are we talking about that's going to go out and graze? I have no idea. Says the Brisa. That when the Pasuk says it should be standing and it should be alive and it should be when its chaver was not dead. So between the two pairs, the first pair had a chavar that was dead. The second pair had a chavar that was not dead because the second pair was a replacement pair. Therefore, my mashma says the Gemara, third of the way down, it has to be that it is still currently alive, both animals in the pair. Therefore, that's how Rabbi Yochanan knew which animals should go out to graze. Tanan, the Gemara asks a question from our Mishnah. Our Mishnah then quotes the Shita of Rabbi Yehuda, Ve'odam Rabbi Yehuda. We learn the following din from Rabbi Yehuda at the end of our Mishnah. Nishbach Adam Yamus HaMishtaleach, that if the blood spilled of the Seir Lashem right before the Zerika Saddam was to take place, the halacha is Yamus HaMishtaleach. Then you can't then you can't use this Seir Mishtaleach like you were supposed to to push it off the cliff. That animal has to live out its life and die. And on the flip side, Meis HaMishtaleach, if the Seir La'azazel drops dead, then the halacha is Yishbach Adam. You're not allowed to do Zerika Sadam. So asks the Gemara on this line of Rabbi Yehuda. Hold on one second. Bishlam ala Rabbi Yochanan. I understand this statement of Rabbi Yehuda according to Rabbi Yochanan. Da'amar ba'alei chayim nidachin. Because he says that animals can be nidachin. So they're, they're, they're interconnected. When one animal dies, it impacts the other. When the Seir La Hashem, the blood is spilled, and there's no more blood to do Zerika Saddam, you have to take the Seir La Zazel and let it live out its life. They're interconnected. You can't, you can't use them. That's the Shita, Bale Chaim Nidachin, is that they get brushed out of the category of Hakrava. So when one animal dies, these two animals are interconnected, the other is going to be, is going to be crippled. So I understand Rav Yochanan's Shita. A little bit more than halfway down, 10 lines up, but according to Rab, who says that even if Seir Lahashem, for example, dies, so what? We don't exclude an animal that has nothing wrong with it. But if, if that's true, then why did Rabbi Huda say, if the Seir Lahashem, the blood spilled, why do I have to let the other animal die? If Rav holds that you can't, you can't remove the essence of this, there's nothing wrong with the animal, it's fine. So why would Rav say this if Rabbi Yehuda says otherwise? So says the Gemara, it's very simple, because Rabbi Yehuda is not the only sheet in the Mishnah. Amar lach Rav, aliba de Rabbi Yehuda, lo ka'amina. My shita is not in the camp of Rabbi Yehuda. I was speaking ki amina, liba de Rabbanon. So then the Gemara says, wow, okay, that's a really good answer. In fact, it's such a good answer. We need to flip the question. We asked first against Rav. Now we need to ask against Rav Yochanan. I understand according to Rav. It seems to be that our, our mission has a machlokas. Do we say Ba'alechaim Nidachin or do we say Ba'alechaim Eina Nidachin? Rav Yehuda was of the opinion that Ba'alechaim Nidachin, they're interconnected and therefore if one dies, it ruins the other. But Rav is following the sheet of the Chacham and the Balechaim Einanidachin, and therefore no reason to throw out that animal. All is well. So that explains Bishlam al Rav, Pligi, Rabbi Yehuda, and Rav is just following the sheet of the Chachamim who holds like him.
but according to Rav Yochanan, who holds the Baalei Chaim Arni Dachin, then what's the Machlokas in the Mishnah between the Chachamim and Rav Yehuda? That my Plegi, they agree, they, they agree. If, if you're saying that Be'etzin, the Halacha is within the Chachamim, if, if that's what's happening, is that within the Chachamim, even Rav Yochanan will say Baalei Chaim Nidachin, then the Chachamim and Rav Yehuda hold the same thing, my Plegi. Therefore, says the Gemara, and we'll close with this today, Amar Ravah, Ha'amrinan, that was my point I said earlier, said Rav. That's why we said at the top of the page that our Mishnah seems to be like the Shita of Rav. Because when our Mishnah is explained within the Shita of Rav, we understand the split in the Tanaim. The Chachamim hold Balechaim Einanidachim, and Rav can follow in their footsteps as an Amora. And the, 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 the other Shita of Yehuda holds Balechaim Nidachim. That's uh, great, that's Rav Yochanan. But if our whole Mishnah, the Gestalt of our Mishnah is like Rav Yochanan, the Balechaim Einanidachim, then there's no machlokis in the Tanoim. Then they're all saying the same thing. So something's got to be wrong. That is just a stronger aspect as to how we know that our Mishnah is like the Shita of Rav. And we will pick up within this sugya tomorrow, uh, right here, three lines from the bottom of the page on Samach Dalad Amid Beis. I am traveling tomorrow. Mir Hashem, I should be here on time. If something changes, I will pre-record and post, but I don't anticipate that. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Thank you.